Hey, Mike. Hey, Steve. What do you call it when two ghosts open up a dress shop? What do you call it? A boutique. Boo. Hey, that's my joke. Hey, this is Mike. And this is Steve. And we don't know how to Halloween. We don't. So, everybody, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it, and we appreciate the likes and the ratings and all that other fun stuff. Um, We are going to record this about how often, Steve? Like once a week. Yeah, sounds good. If we can. Yeah, hopefully we can, because I like doing this. Yeah, but no promises. Steve doesn't like it. Um, Well, it's just, it's so time-consuming in our busy schedules. That time-consuming. We've been down here for 40 minutes already, and we are not even 35 seconds into this. Okay, thanks, Steve. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, um, as we know, Halloween is always on October 31st. Right. And um, the origins are in the festival of Samhain. Ooh, what's Samhain? It's a festival of the end of uh, harvest season. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, it was among the Celts and of ancient Britain and Ireland. So it's like most of our other holidays. It's yeah. like pagan-based kind Pretty of thing. Pretty much. Okay. Um, let's see. And what else? Uh, they believed it was a time when the walls, uh, between the worlds of this world and the next world became thin and porous and the spirits were able to pass through. Like stranger things? Maybe. The upside down? Yeah. So the spirits were able to pass through on that day to come back to life and damage crops. That is super creepy. (laughs) That is like legit creepy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, way back then people had, I think, crazier imaginations. They didn't have, uh. The internet to keep them busy. Yeah, that's true. And to learn all the information. Yeah. Like the world is flat or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And history like shows that a lot of a lot of our culture is based on superstition and story and so it makes sense. Oh yeah. We have tons of superstition. Oh, yeah. we should do an episode about superstition. Oh yeah, we should. That'd be really cool. Cool. Um so yeah, so uh the they also other people would also set up uh dinner placements at their houses. For the spirits to welcome them in, so they don't want to, you know, angry the anger spirits, and uh, dinner like they would bring other people in for dinner, or they would like set things out. They for would dinner. they would set like places like at their dinner table. Oh, interesting. So that the spirits were welcome to their house. So you know, all are welcome. Interesting. Don't destroy our crops. Okay. Um, yeah. So they did that, and uh, let's see, trick or treating. Yeah. Is based. Uh, back in maybe the 16th century, Ireland, okay. Scotland, Wales, and people went door to door in costumes asking for food and exchange for poems or songs. Oh, that's interesting. Before, uh, you know, the candy thing happened huh. here. Okay. Yeah. So how did we get to the candy, though? So I was reading uh, that in uh, after World War II, mm-hmm. uh, the sugar rationing stopped and so oh. people were able to, you know, actually have the candy involved in the trick or treating. Got it. And also, uh, there were a lot of surf, new, newly built suburbs that were around. Ah, of course, and yeah. Okay. It was a, you know, those those places provided a safe place for children to roam free. Gotcha. And I think that might have been where uh, that makes sense. The candy and trick or treating. Yeah, I mean, together. it totally makes sense because then it's like you have so many people shoved into these new neighborhoods. Everybody's super excited that. You know, manufacturing's back up, jobs are up, so let's make some candy and have our kids go out and meet each other. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I think this year, when people start coming to trick-or-treat at our door, we mm-hmm. offer them a song or a poem. 
<laughs> I don't think the kids in the neighborhood would appreciate that. They would just be like, what are these dudes doing? Yeah, they'd be probably angry. Although kids are really interested in the uh, the game cabinet, the arcade cabinet that we have. Oh, they, can, they can see it when we open the door. And that's the first thing that you see when you open the door. That is true. Oh, well, I don't want to lure kids. In that's, yeah. That would be super creepy. Well, no, no. <laughs> yeah. What's your uh, What's your favorite Halloween candy? Ooh, gosh. Maybe Sprees. I really like Sprees. Sprees. I like the outside of Sprees. I don't really. You always like, like those at Christmas too. Oh yeah. You like the stupid Sprees. The green and the cane. red ones because yeah. those are the best. Yeah. Uh, hmm. All right. Mm. I don't know. That that's probably one of my top sprees. ones. Sprees. Do you get a lot of Sprees at Halloween? Mm, only from really really nice people. <laughs> <laughs> he says pointedly at me because um, I'm the only one that buys Halloween candy. Oh yeah. Because I eat that. I was going to say, it doesn't make it out the door. No. I think last year I had to buy, like, I had to rebuy it, like, twice before Halloween came. Jeez. I've been good this year, though. I don't, we don't have any in the house right now. No. I just, actually, if you brought it, I'd just take it to work because everybody would eat That's it there. evil. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't know what mine is either, really. Hmm. I don't Snickers? know. No. Maybe Twix. I love the little mini Twix Ooh, in the freezer. And Kit Kats. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do like those. Why is it that Kit Kats are somehow better when they're in, like, the Halloween size? Actually, I don't know. I kind of think all candy somewhat is somehow better in the Halloween size. Easier to pop in your mouth. Well, I wonder if it's more of like just the ratio of of like outer to inner, maybe because <laughs> I don't know. It's just scientifically more delicious. Why don't we do an episode? Of we don't know how to make candy delicious. We don't know how to make candy. Period. Hmm. Sugar. I tried to do. I tried to do a, a recipe one time where you had to have like. Uh, it was for like a cake and you you had to make like a caramel sauce Mm -hmm. and I didn't have a thermometer to do it. And I, I, you're supposed to only get it to like the softball stage and I like let it cook way too long and it burnt. And then I just destroyed a pan, like literally like pan in garbage can. (laughs) It was real bad. (laughs) Oh yeah. Did you guys go trick or treating a lot when you were a kid? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. I remember going uh, with my mom. Yeah, and then uh, when my cousins got a little bigger, then uh, went with her, them. That's cool. Yeah, did you go by your by uh, the house where you grew up, I'm or did you guys sh- go to like different neighborhoods? No, I'm pretty sure we stayed around our area. Okay, there was a nice little residential residential area where my grandparents lived, and that's, that's cool. We stayed there and went around there. Now, did you take the pillowcase or did you take the bucket? Like to get we to had buckets. Candy. Yeah, I think we did too. I think my favorite bucket was the glow in the dark one from the glow in the dark white one from McDonald's. From McDonald's, yes. yeah, those are cool. I, I also like the little like jack o' lanterny looking ones from, yeah. you know, like you get them at like the the drugstore or whatever. Oh, just the, the purple. Yeah, those were fun. Orange. Gosh. There's also like I remember. I specifically remember one that was just like a like a round bucket and it had like scenes on the side. It was probably from a fast food restaurant. <laughs> um, yeah, Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I remember when we were kids and we'd go trick-or-treating our neighborhood. Um, like, I know where you grew up, it's pretty flat. Yeah. But where we grew up, it's a lot of hills. Oh, man, and you I remember for it that was, candy. I know, and it, but <laughs> that was the thing. was There was always um, this house, and they were, like, at the top of the really steep hill, mm-hmm. and none of the kids wanted to walk up. But if you went up there, they gave out king-size candy bars Ooh. instead of just a little mini Incentives. Yeah. So what I, I would always do is I would always kind of like wait till the end of my trip to do that uh-huh. because then that was when I knew like parents were getting tired and they wanted to go to sleep. Uh-huh. So a couple of years I would wait until and it was like nine o'clock and I'd go up there and they'd just give me all the rest of their candy Whoa. and then turn the light off and I was like, yes. Wow, player. How how old were you when you stopped trick-or-treating? Ooh, probably my 
teens, early teens. Wow, okay. Although I do remember going out with some friends when we were in high school. Yeah, I think we did once too. <laughs> I think I was the same. I think I stopped trick-or-treating at like 12, but then I definitely have a memory of like everybody making a crappy last-minute costume yeah. and going out. And like, they're like, aren't y'all too old to be doing yeah, this? And we're yeah. st- we were just like trick-or-treat. <laughs> yeah. I think we just did it just for the fun to like see the kids. I don't remember us like really expecting to get candy or anything. I don't remember. It was fun though. Yeah. Um, so when you were reading this, did you find anything out about like why, why costumes are a thing? Like, I know you mentioned a minute ago that in the old days they went door to door, um, wearing costumes, but did you find out why we wear them? I think, uh, when I was reading, uh, some information about it, it was that they were impersonating the, the spirits. Oh, okay. So they were impersonating them to be like, Hey, you know, we're protecting ourselves. Gotcha. Um, maybe the spirits would think that they're all good and they wouldn't. Destroy their crops. Okay. Well, that makes that would make sense why we have so many like ghosts and ghouls and scary stuff now for yeah. costumes. Well, I think as 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 it evolved, you know, more people, you know, through the centuries, more people did things that were their time based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they dressed up like yeah gothic, or they dressed up as um um pop culturey things. Right. I dressed up as Pac Man. I think when you're oh little... my god, what a sight that must have yeah. been! Like big yellow suit or what? No. It... I don't even remember what the or was body it like janky was, just yellow but face it had paint. a no it had a yellow like pac-man um oh, like mask oh that's kind of interesting yeah how so old we'll were you Oof, i don't remember was that your favorite halloween costume i don't remember it i, I loved pac-man so i probably really really liked it yeah. i don't know what my favorite one is what else did you dress up as a kid um a clown yeah <laughs> like a scary clown or regular clown uh, it was a regular clown. Apparently, I liked clowns when I was little. What? Who know. likes clowns? Apparently, I did. I, I thought that was like a universal terror thing that everybody hates. Well, my mom hates it, and I asked her, hey, why did I have so many clowns yeah. in the room? Because my room had tons of clowns. Yeah. She said I liked them. Oh, funny. I don't remember liking clowns. That's weird. I think I had a clown in my room growing up, too, but I did not like clowns. Yeah. yeah. Did I your mom dress up with you? Oh, I don't remember. Really? I'll have to ask her. I do remember my mom dressed up. A few times i remember one year she um she had this really weird it was like i don't know like a devil-esque costume or like a (laughs) demon-esque i just remember it was like some kind of like red suit but like uh you know like the like the the ladies wore in like cabaret where it's like like tuxedo top but then like bathing suit bottom and then like the long nylons or whatever it was like that, but all red. Hmm. And then she had this like bright red metallic like Tina Turner 80s wig. <laughs> and then it had like horns. Oh my gosh. And I remember she would it was it was fun, but then I remember one year she um she would sit on the porch in uh-huh. a chair and holding the candy bowl and uh-huh. she'd sit absolutely still with like a dead look on her face and the kids would come up and they'd be like I think she's real no she's not that she's not real it's a mannequin and then get up there and right when she, right when they got up to him she'd like jump and scare him and they were super scared <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah I'd like to see these pictures of your mom in this we actually list. we actually do have one Ooh, somewhere I'll find should, it we should post it maybe maybe we'll have to get clearance but okay I, I know I have a picture of it somewhere yeah what else did you dress up as? Are, they, are those the only two you can remember? Um, I know more recently what we've dressed up as, but we'll talk about that in a bit. All right. What did you dress up as in high school? You said you went one time in high school. Do you remember? I don't remember. Ugh, I remember what I was, and it was so dumb. What was it? Well, it was like super last minute. I remember we were all like, I think we were all at my friend Tanya's house, and 
we had no plans and we were just like sitting there at the house and we were like, let's go trick or treating. It'd be fun. We haven't been in years. And so no one had a costume. So everybody was like making shit up. And, um, and so then the, I think MTV was on and in the background there was like a boy band video and it was Nick Lachey with his stupid 98 degrees tattoo. (laughs) So I think I just like, it was back in the day when, when the guys wore like t-shirts with like the sweater vests over the top. So I think I just took the t-shirt off and wore the sweater vest and we just like one of the girls like drew 98 degrees on my shoulder. So you were Nick Lachey. Basically. Yeah. Except I was like super fat with like bleach blonde hair (gasps) and the visor upside down. No, no visor that day. Tips. It was real bad though. Are there pictures of this? Maybe Krista would probably have Krista. Some. If you're listening, can you please send us pictures? No, Krista, of this? don't ever do that. Please, you know she's immediately going to. Do yes, I love you. I love you, Krista. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what else I dressed up as growing up. I know when I was an adolescent, I definitely did horror stuff. Like I definitely remember some sort of fake rat situation on my left shoulder with blood. <laughs> <laughs> Were you Willard? Oh, maybe. Willard. I don't know what I was. You were Willard before yeah. Willard. And then I definitely remember when I was a little kid, uh, I dressed up as a doctor and I had like the whole white, uh, white lab coat and the like doctor kit. And I had the, <laughs> what do you call it? Like the shiny circle on your head that the surgeons sometimes yeah, wear. The mirror. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really remember what else I dressed up as though. Yeah. I don't remember that many either. I'm sure I was a pirate. Oh yeah. I was a pirate at one point in like elementary school. Mm. I don't have any super big memories. Vampire. Of I think vampire is pretty... I remember my brother being a vampire. I don't really remember myself. My brother dressed up as a pumpkin one time. We definitely have pictures of that. Yeah. Oh, and as a Ninja Turtle. Uh, I I figured one of y'all were a Ninja Turtle. Yeah. Yeah. What other um, traditions did you have growing up? Did you guys do other stuff for Halloween? Uh, Let's see. We would, I think, uh, sometimes have Halloween parties at uh, family's houses. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like big parties? Um, Just a family party where you get together in the house. People would watch scary movies. That's cool. There was this one time where there was a bobbing for apples inside of the like apartment that we went to. What? Yeah, and I was really mean, and I scared my cousin. She was a witch. My oh cousin. My you. Yeah. This seems to be a theme. Learning about your family is that you scared your cousin. <laughs> Why don't you share the story that's not Halloween, but no, how you also no, no. scared them? No, we could talk about that later. Oh, it's such a good story, though. Uh, but yeah, so uh, it was a Halloween party. Halloween actually, I believe, was on. Uh, there was a bobbing for apples thing in the middle, and my cousin Kathy was dressed up as a a little witch, and I think I was scaring her, and she was walking backwards, and I didn't realize she was walking backwards. Oh no! Right into the bobbing for apples. You're thing. a terrible cousin. Yeah, I was really bad. That's I felt really, really bad. mean. I didn't. I was just trying to scare her. I didn't know it was gonna make her wet and sad. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not good. Yeah, she wasn't happy. Ugh. Did you guys ever do stuff at school for Halloween? Sorry, Kathy. Um, at school? Yeah. Like, did you dress up to go to school? Like in elementary school, do you remember? Yeah. But I think I, I did that. I don't remember. Oh, we would have Halloween contests yeah, contest too. Yeah, I think we did something like that, too. Yeah, the Catholic school I went to, we did it. Um, oh, I do remember uh, going to kind of a Halloween festival in Korea. Oh, really? How I was, was stationed that? there. How was it that? was fun. When you were in the Army? Yeah, I think I was helping out randomly. A friend of mine was working... Uh, I guess the GIs were putting on the yeah. festival for the kids, okay. the neighborhood kids, or the kids around the area. Yeah. And uh, I was helping with the bobbing for apples. Oh <laughs> if only they knew your sordid <laughs> past with that activity. Yeah, but I didn't, you know, scare anybody. I was you didn't throw any helpful. kids in the water nope. that time. That's good. No, but it was that was fun. Yeah, fun helping out with the 
kind of situation. Yeah. Did your church ever do the whole like trunk or treat thing when you were a kid? What what's that? I don't know. Well, I, I we never did it at when I in the church I grew up in, but a lot of the churches would do like trunk or treat where it was like you would have all of your all the like congregation would like back their cars up and parking in the parking lot mm-hmm. and then they'd open all their trunks and it was like candy and like games and stuff in the trunks. Whoa. No. Our church didn't do it, but I remember a bunch of other kids did and it always sounded cool. Hmm. Yeah. That sounds cool. No, we never yeah. did that. We had fall festivals. Okay. Or bazaars yeah. or <gasps> Did you ever have the dunk tank at the festivals? The there fall was festivals? that. Yeah. I used to love that. The... Our teachers would get in those at school. Oh. And then it, like I always throw the the balls hardest at the <sighs> teachers I didn't like. Did you knock him in? Yeah, obviously. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thanks. What about uh, pumpkin patches? Did you guys do pumpkin patches? No, I don't remember everyone who had a pumpkin patch. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. We went to this big, uh, up here in the Bay, uh, North Bay, um, in Vacaville, there was this uh, big place called The Nut Tree, mm-hmm. which was sort of like a local attraction, um, and it had this like huge, huge pumpkin patch, and like it must have been like acres. Um, and they had really cool a big pumpkin carving contest every year, and they would always be like the winners would always be on display. Mm-hmm. And some of them were so elaborate. I just remember as a kid being like, "How did they do that?" Hmm. And um, and they had like a little train that went around and like a <laughs> uh, corn maze and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was cool. We used to go up there once in a while. I've never done a corn maze. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That'd, that'd be, be fun. fun. Yeah. I also like we didn't do much else for Halloween, but like our big tradition in our house was always just like um, we would wait to carve the pumpkins until like the night of Halloween. Oh. And we would do it like when it started, like after school, we'd start it. Uh, and we've got a video somewhere of my dad, like at the counter, like basically taking over because we didn't know what we were doing. Uh, and we're all <laughs> carving, carving pumpkins. Uh, and then we'd like set them out and then we'd start getting dressed and going out for candy and stuff so y'all did halloween um pumpkin carving as a oh yeah tradition yeah yeah yeah, oh awesome yeah Yeah. but i mean we we didn't have like parties and stuff but we did it at home every year i think we did that too yeah i don't remember you carved them i believe we did yeah Yeah. did Uh, you guys get a lot of trick-or-treaters at your house we did yeah Yeah. i remember we used to get like hundreds well when when we would go to my grandma's house because my mom and i used to live in mostly apartments okay and so we didn't get many people there i think yeah. we just always went to my grandma's house because the neighborhood is pretty safe yeah and and it's nice um, and flat lots of houses flat, lots of houses yep. lots of people like would throw candy at us that's so that cool was awesome that's fun yeah what about uh what about uh jack-o'-lanterns did you ever did you figure out in your reading like why is that a thing yeah so oh, I was, okay i was super curious i was reading about halloween and i wanted to know like hey what are some other things that are interesting about halloween that i don't know about yeah and uh, jack-o'-lanterns, I was like, oh, yeah, why do we do that? What, yeah. What's the significance of it? And so I read that it's uh, from a legend, an Irish legend, I believe, Okay. of Stingy Jack. <laughs> I like the sound of this already. So uh, according to the legend, uh-huh. uh, Stingy Jack was an old drunk. He was a prankster, and he was all around pretty much bad guy. Okay. Or bad dude. Okay. Um, <laughs> he tricked the devil... Uh, by <laughs> offering his soul in exchange for a uh, last drink. Wow, this got real dark real yeah, yeah. fast. Well, I mean, it was way back then. Okay. it was. It's a very old All right. <laughs> so soul for a drink. Yeah, so okay. he tricked the devil into changing into a coin so he could pay for that last drink. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think the devil's that dumb. But yeah. according to this myth, he is. Okay. Our legend. And <laughs> so the devil turned into a coin 
and he Jack put that coin into his pocket, and in his pocket he had a crucifix or a cross or some sort. Okay. And so the devil couldn't turn back into himself. He was oh, stuck in his coin. So the devil made a bargain with Jack so that he wouldn't take his soul uh-huh. uh, for a few years. I, it varied. I looked around, and I saw one year, okay. five years, ten years. Yeah. So the devil agreed. Okay. And so then Jack like went off his mer- merry way yeah. to keep doing what he was doing, and the devil left him alone until okay. one or five or... 10 years later okay uh the devil returned and jack was like okay you know i'll go along with you let's go right so on their way down the street there was a apple tree and jack being the cunning and clever guy that he is yeah he he asked the devil to get him a last apple before he went down to hell with him Mm -hmm. he did not learn from adam and Eve. no he didn't Right? So <laughs> the devil reluctantly went up in the tree to get an apple. Okay. Meanwhile, Jack threw a bunch of crucifixes or crosses on, on the bottom of the tree or on the trunk. <laughs> and so the devil was stuck. <laughs> so okay. again. Like a leprechaun. Yes. Like a leprechaun in the tree. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So uh, the devil again wanted to get down yeah. and made another deal. Okay. This time the deal was that Jack would never go to the devil. Or the Jack's soul would never go to the devil. Okay. So the devil reluctantly agreed, and this was it, right? Okay. But in exchange for what? Like, what What was the deal here? Jack, Jack gets to keep his soul. What does the yeah. devil get? The devil gets to come down. Out of the tree. Yes. So this is a dumb deal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, right, the devil so was stuck up there because of the crosses. The yeah, bottom. I guess so. I don't know okay. why he couldn't jump over them. Yeah. That didn't make any sense. Okay. But, so, <laughs> years later, yes. Jack dies. Because okay. he was a drunk and a terrible person. Also, people just die. And people just die. Okay. So, he goes up to heaven, goes to the gates of heaven. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I'm here, ready to go in. Mm-hmm. And they're like, denied. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because he was a terrible person. Okay. He was a liar, cheater. All this other fun stuff and yeah. drunk. They kept mentioning he was a drunk, okay. so I guess that was a important thing back then Great. to not be drunk. I see. So he's like, "Well, guess I'm going to hell." So he goes down to hell and goes up to the gates of hell. Yeah. And he's like, "All right, I'm here. I'm ready to come in." And the devil's like, "Well, actually, I'm gonna keep my promise to you and not take your soul, so he can enter." Okay. So then Jack's like, well, what do I do now? I can't go to heaven, can't go to hell. Yeah. The devil's like, well, I guess you're banished to earth, and you're going to have to walk the rest of your eternity, and you're stuck. Okay. <laughs> and so I guess Jack's like, well, I guess that's it. And so then the devil throws him a coal, which Jack puts into a carved-up turnip, and that's the jack-o'-lantern. No? Okay. Well, actually, that's Jack's lantern. Oh, I see. So yeah. because Jack had to roam the earth forever, he needed a Yes. So So what's the moral of the story? Um, don't sell your soul to the devil. And don't drink. And don't drink. Okay. And pranks. There was there's a bunch of stuff that Jack yeah. did. He was a terrible, terrible person. Interesting. Um yeah, so Which is interesting because I feel like 
like you know a lot of our holidays have like the like a, a christian influence in them in one way or another yeah and a lot of our u.s holidays and i feel like Halloween is one that doesn't really like everybody kind of just understands like, Oh, it's like a, from a pagan origin, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting to hear. This is kind of the first time I've heard of this. Cause it, it almost sounds like a, like a Christian like, warning like a, that your parents would have told you. Oh, when it you totally were is. Yeah. It's totally interesting. Is. Like don't drink, be yeah, good. Totally. So you can go to heaven. Yeah. And I guess go to hell. <laughs> well, no, cause it's like, you want to be, <laughs> don't, don't make a deal, don't with, make the a deal with the devil. Cause you want to go to heaven. Yes. But don't drink so that you make a deal with the devil. I guess. So he became known as Jack of the Lantern or oh, Jack O' Lantern. Interesting. Yeah, super interesting. I thought That's that was cool. pretty cool. And um, people. Um, Which would, would also co- probably explain why in Nightmare Before Christmas he's Jack the Pumpkin King. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Uh, and so people in Ireland and Scotland and. Yeah, Ireland and Scotland would make these tur- carved turnips. Hmm. And they would use those to ward off Jack okay. and the evil spirits that were out there. And in England, I read that they used large beets. Oh, weird. So when um, immigrants came over to America, yeah. America had these bigger... Um, like gourds and whatever. Yeah, the gourds to yeah. use. And so they started using pumpkins. Interesting. And that's how pumpkins became jack-o'-lantern. How interesting. So this is like a really American adaptation. Yeah. Weird, it's interesting. Cool. That is kind of cool. Yeah, it's funny how I mean I'm 35 and I've never heard that story. Me neither. It's interesting. Yeah, we learned something today, Mike. We did. The more you know, star. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, what kind of stuff did you use to carve into your jack o' lanterns? When you did, did you just do like the traditional face or whatever? Faces. Yeah. Uh, when we were at Coinga General Store, were you there for the pumpkin carving? No, I missed that. Uh, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, I think. I actually drew something and then yeah, carved, it. And then carved it. it. It was it was okay. It did better. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I always had like these dreams of doing something overly elaborate. But then I would like forget. I wouldn't understand like the rules of construction. <laughs> like I always wanted to carve like a line into it, like all the way around, not thinking that something has to support that line. Otherwise, <laughs> it just falls together. Aww. I always made stupid mistakes like that. So my dad always came to the rescue. And my dad, my dad was so good at carving pumpkins. I'll have to find out, find some pictures of them, but. My dad always did like some of the most amazing stuff. Like when you see him like at the festivals where it's like instead of just cuts all the way through where it's yeah. like some of it's cuts all the way through, some ah, of it's like chiseled off the, the front to stuff? get the depth. My dad ah, always so did awesome. crazy stuff like that. Yeah, I'd love to see those. I'll look up. I'll look Maybe we can post them online. Yeah. Cool. So what other uh, traditions did you guys do? Was that it? Or did you do anything else? I think we we would watch scary movies. Oh, yeah. I love scary movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's actually a tradition that we do now mm-hmm. as we go to our friend's house and watch a scary movie marathon on Halloween. Yeah. Which is super fun. So fun. Yeah. Although I, I feel like as I get older, I only make it like two in and then I start to fall asleep. Well, we don't always do like the regular ones. We do other ones. Yeah, that's true. So some are good. Some yeah. are interesting. Oh, man. Some are bad. Yeah, we watched some some real stinkers. All Hallows Eve. Yeah. That one was, was real bad. Was that the one with the dancing alien? That was the thing? dancing alien. God, it was it so was bad. real bad. Yeah. What's the worst scary movie you've ever seen? Ooh. Oh, I know. What about, what was that stupid one? Uh, Troll 2. Yeah. Which that wasn't not, really scary. That's the point. It's supposed to be a horror movie, and it's not scary at all. It has nothing to do with the original troll movie at all. Maybe I'll say the the Medea movies. Oh god, maybe they're bad. I don't know. Yeah, they're real bad. Have you seen it though? Doesn't matter. Ah, uh, 
Yeah. I'm going to make you watch it now. Um, so yeah, scary movies. That's such an awesome thing, right? It's become such a big piece of our culture. Yeah. What was the first scary movie you ever saw, like as a kid? Do you Gosh. remember? Probably Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. The original, like the original like, Jamie Lee da-na-na-na. Curtis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Halloween two, where it picked right back up after. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know if it's I've good. seen the second one. Really? Maybe not. Mm. It picks up right after the end of the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty I think awesome. My first scary movie, I think, was probably Poltergeist. Ooh, I that's love a that good movie. One. Yeah, it's such a good oh, one. Man. Yeah, that I remember one. it scared me when I was a little kid. Oh yeah, when she got sucked through that TV, I was just like, "What is going on?" Yeah, that's such a classic. It has such good um, effects and mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah, so memorable. Totally, yeah. and it has that curse. Maybe the curse allegedly. Yeah, it spawned so many movies, and then yeah, the curse part was weird. Like it just super messed up a lot of people. Yeah, like involved in the production, like yeah. the the girl that played. I don't remember Carol her name. Ann. Well, Carol Ann. Yeah, she, she ended died. up she ended up dying. The sister of, died. Uh, yeah, and then the the lady that played the older sister, she died too. The um, in Native American. Oh, from part died. two. Yeah. Um, who else? Yeah, that's else pretty creepy. Too. A lot of people died on there. Yeah. Uh, we should do a podcast about those movies yeah. and weird things that happen. Yeah. Um. It's it's just weird to me that like they're such a big part of our culture now. Like it's such a huge industry. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially like the paranormal activities. Yeah, and and those those are so amazing because they're they're made for like almost nothing, and they make so much money. Well, I was reading that that's um that's actually one of the reasons that they're like such a big business is because um they're considered like a low low risk um investment mm-hmm. as a movie studio because. Horror in general just has a sort of built-in audience for it. Yeah. So they're made for really cheap compared to other movies, and the return on investment is almost always really high. And now studios also realize that, like, there's a really high chance of of these films becoming a franchise. So, like, you mentioned Paranormal Activity. Yeah. Um, the Conjuring slash Annabelle series. The Insidious series. Sinister. Totally. All these things, they're all, um, like, really really huge franchises yeah. and and like all these ones that we've just named are not even old movies like they were all like the first ones were all made in the last 10 or so years maybe a little bit more than that but still like it's it's crazy how how much money these things make yeah so yeah i was looking up some stats um about this stuff earlier um and box office mojo um which is a, a site that kind of lists all the income for different movies and stuff oh yeah the the amount of money that these things make is insane. So let's, let's take top a one. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick look through this. So okay. There were some really big surprises here for like what are the top grossing horror movies of okay. all time. Um, number one is actually a big winner this year. Ooh. It. So Stephen King's It wow. has climbed and surpassed every other horror movie in history. Wow. Does and that take into account the like uh, inflation? It does not. It's not adjusted for inflation. Oh, okay. This is purely on regular dollars. Okay. Um, so, I think that was a really good movie. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Um, but right now it's listed as uh, $314 million. And I believe that's just domestic. Wow. That's not international. Um, yeah. And then I think the other one... Uh, it's funny, like I was looking at these lists on a few different places mm-hmm. and the numbers and order sort of vary, but the actual like movies within the, the top 20 or so, they're mm-hmm. all very similar. 
Um, but some of the others were big surprises on here, like uh, What Lies Beneath. Box Office Mojo lists What Lies Beneath as number four highest grossing horror movie of all time. Which one's that one? So oh. What Lies Beneath was with Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. It came out in like the early 2000s. Uh-huh. And it was a whole story about um, like he was like cheating on his wife and... Uh, there was a whole like spirit situation. I, I actually really like that movie. I actually own that movie, but I feel like like you didn't even you. It took you a minute to even remember what that was. Yeah, that's one that people don't rem- remember so well. So I was really surprised to see that's at number four. I'd like to see it again. Me too. I vaguely remember it. Um, some of the other ones that are not surprises like The Exorcist, obviously yeah. up there. Um, and. I was reading The Exorcist. If you adjust things for inflation, Exorcist mm-hmm. is still number one Ooh. worldwide as far as growth. Which um, also has weird, creepy thing, like curse type stuff with it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these do. Um, That's weird. Let's see. What were some of the other surprising ones? Like in the top 20, some of the surprising ones were like The Others, which huh. another movie that I really like. Uh, the Others made just under $100 million. Um, and that was back in 2001. The Grudge is up there. The Ring, Blair Witch Project, yeah, the Blair Witch Project, Sixth Sense, um, which I don't know if I really classify that as a horror movie in my book. It's kind of more suspense. It's like a thriller, thriller suspense yeah. to me. Yeah, but that one's in the number two on Box Office Mojo. Oh and wow, that, that one's at, at uh, two hundred ninety-three million from nineteen ninety-nine, hmm. which I was really surprised about. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There was, and then like once you go to like some of these other ones. Uh, it was kind of surprising to me the the order, like especially once you pass like number twenty. Uh-huh. Like there's some really surprising ones here at number twenty two, fourteen oh eight. Huh? Have you seen fourteen oh eight? No. The uh, movie with John Cusack and uh, Sam Jackson. The Stephen King one. It's based on a Stephen King yeah, short story, yeah. and it basically all takes place inside one hotel room. Fourteen oh eight. Not a very good movie, but that's listed as number twenty two on this list, uh, raking in just under seventy two million dollars. Huh. Made in two thousand seven. Um, let's see some other ones on here that were weird, like White Noise. I don't think I've ever even seen uh, that. I one. saw White Noise. Yeah, yeah it was but then right. like Insidious, which I think is a fantastic movie, and everybody knows it, talks about it, is all the way down at thirty four. And the the take for that one they've got listed for domestic is uh, fifty four million. Well, it's interesting with that one because we actually saw it in theaters. Yeah, and I found that so scary. Yeah, but then when we talked to your brother about it, they saw it at home and they were yeah. like, "Oh yeah, it was okay, totally." So it was, it's the experience of going yeah. to the theater. Yeah, and, and I think with a horror movie, I mean, I I like them no matter what. But as far as if you're going to get scared, I mm-hmm. think the theater experience really makes or breaks some of them. And it, Insidious is a great example of that because. Insidious has that opening crescendo of the like super sharp strings mm-hmm. of of music, you know, mm-hmm. and so to when get we, you in the mood, right yeah, then. exactly. So when you saw that in the theater, it was so loud and jarring and like scratching on your eardrums <laughs> that by the time any actors even appeared on screen, you were already like amped up and on edge. Yeah. Versus like when you watch that at home, you're controlling the volume. It's annoying, so you're probably turning it down. Uh-huh. You know. And another thing I think with that was that. Uh, because the screen is so big, mm-hmm. you would be looking at one area of the screen, yeah. and something else at the corner of your eye would totally. be moving or misdirection. There. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that doesn't work well at home because no. you're seeing it all right in front of you. Yeah, the screen's not that big, and totally that effect is not ruined, yeah. but it do, it's not as effective. Yep. Um, yeah, and I think there's some like the flip side of that too, though, is like some movies I think truly can be 
just really well made to like mm-hmm. scare you no matter where you see them. So like The Conjuring, I did not see that in theaters. Ooh, and then right. I remember like we watched that like a, two years ago here yeah. and I saw it for the first time here at home. And I mean, I was screaming. <laughs> yeah, was. Like there were points where I was literally like, what is going on? Like screaming at the TV. Yeah. That movie scared the crap out of me. And and I love horror movies. They don't scare me. But that one, that one got me for sure. Do you think that that, that was because it could be plausible? So it's interesting you say that because um, one of the things I was looking at um, when looking through these lists was I started noticing some, kind of some common themes here. Mm-hmm. So I started looking up the psychology of why why do we like scary movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and this is something that is researched quite a bit, actually. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of... Um, like you know like scholarly journals on this yeah. kind of stuff um and a lot of different theories but one of the the theories that i read was that um like actual plausibility of something actually mm-hmm. really affects how people experience it uh-huh. and so popularity of certain movies can be greater if mm-hmm. there's if viewers can understand um that what they're seeing is not actually going to happen to them so for example like you know like scream where Mm -hmm. there's a serial killer and it's there this person's going around and killing a group of people that all happen to know each other because he's got some kind of grudge yeah pretty pretty clear like that's a stretch to happen in real life yeah versus um you know like movies that really affect me when i watch them even i may not be like scared jumping but Mm -hmm. they really freak me out are the ones that are more realistic. So like The Strangers, mm. which is a movie about uh, home invasion. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it's horror, but it's also like very suspense because you don't know what's going to happen. That movie really messed with me because it just felt so plausible, yeah. you know? And um, I think along the lines of that one we saw recently was The Invitation, oh, yeah. which we saw at our friend's house. Uh-huh. And I, we don't want to spoil it, but this movie, if you guys haven't heard of this movie, I recommend checking it out. It's it's a bit slow. It's a slow burn, <laughs> but I think the end has a good payoff. So it's it's a story about a um, a group of folks who are going to a, a kind of a dinner party yeah. at, at somebody's house. They get house. an invitation. They get an invitation to a dinner party at somebody's house, and... and there's all kinds of weird social dynamics about past relationships and things like that, but things at this dinner party go awry pretty quickly and the entire movie is is that again it's the this is a plausible situation i am uncomfortable watching this situation yeah so it's not necessarily a movie about like stab 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 the entire movie where people are like you know killing each other but the entire movie is like the slow burn of like i am uncomfortable but this movie in particular has a crazy ending which i was not expecting yeah i wasn't expecting yeah um but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was really fascinating to just see how much money these things make. And it really kind of made me think that... You want to make a horror movie? Well, I've made a horror movie. <gasps> I've made a really bad, really bad horror movie in college. Uh, I went to school at CSU Monterey Bay for a year back when I thought I was a film student. And we had this assignment to make a a short movie or something. I don't even remember what the full assignment was. But I was working with a group and we actually had filmed this whole other movie. We had done about two thirds of it, I'd say. And we were filming a scene on the beach and we turned our back to the water and a wave came over us and destroyed (laughs) our camera and destroyed the tape. Oh no. So we lost everything. 
So we had maybe it'll be found footage somewhere. Well, that's what that's what's so funny is because it spurred us to make this horror movie because the assignment was due, uh, I think the next day uh-huh. or maybe maybe two days later, and we didn't have time to uh, reshoot everything that we had done because it was like a big involved production. There was wow. a big like story involved. Super crunch. So in one night we came together. Uh, we put together a really rough script. Uh, and then we uh, pooled our credit cards together, went to a circuit city with credit cards together, bought a new camera, Whoa. which we then returned promptly <laughs> two days later. <laughs> but we bought a camera, wrote the script, we shot it, edited it, and like sourced all this music and stuff from like Kazaa and like threw oh, it all kazaa. together. And it's funny though, because uh, what we realized was that the the original movie that we were making, like uh-huh. we had all these high hopes for it, but it wouldn't have been as good as like this crappy horror movie that we made. And it's not the, huh. movie, the movie we made in the end wasn't good by any means, but yeah. we had such a good time making it. So could we release it and then make tons of money? It's off on of YouTube. It? Oh, you can see it. No, we won't make money on it. Cause we're using like illegal music and all uh, that stuff, but boo. it's called the fort Ord project. If you want to look it up on oh, YouTube, you can, you can link it. We'll link it on the site. No, I'm not going to make it that easy. <sighs> I'm in it and it's really bad. I have some <laughs> terrible dialogue. I'm like a total bro. Um, but yeah, what were what was your uh, favorite scary movie growing up? Hmm. Gosh, my favorite one. Yeah, or like what were some that had like big impact on you growing uh, up? I really liked Halloween. It was so scary. Oh um, yeah, Halloween is really the good. original. Um, and my name was Mike or Michael. Yeah, Michael mm-hmm. Myers, and I was like, oh, oh actually, MM. Both of us were MMs. Mm, that's true. Ooh, super, super. I don't know. Those kind of things uh, kind of freaked me out yeah. because not the you know the killer that couldn't be killed yeah. thing, but just like somebody could just be there with a knife, yeah, and, like killing people. Yep. That was pretty scary. Yeah. Um, Did you ever watch any of the old scary movies growing up? Like one that I really liked was The Birds from Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, I don't think I saw that till a, a trip to San Antonio. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I used to like some of those. Or like um, The Shining was, mm. you know, it was already kind of aging by the time I was able to watch it. Mm-hmm. as a. Oh, I know what I liked because I like werewolves and I liked uh, Silver Bullet. I liked it back oh then when God. I was little, but it's so bad. I feel like that's one of the, the bigger themes of these horror movies is that like they do not age well. No. Like even the, like particularly the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Yeah. I remember those being terrifying to me as a kid i remember i had nightmares and like i couldn't go to sleep because i could actually picture freddy's knives coming up over the side of my Whoa. bed after i had watched part of uh the dream warriors uh-huh. i saw it on ca- part of it dream on cable warriors. one time but yeah man now you watch those now and the first one i actually the part one i think is actually still pretty creepy hmm. but all the other ones i think are just they're total just slash fest <laughs> sex fest like teen drama it's they're terrible oh I will still absolutely watch them, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so one of my other favorite movies is the Ghostbusters movie, the original. Okay. Um, yeah, I really like that. It was so good. Yeah. It's not really horror, though. No, but it's kind of Halloween. It's Halloween-y, though. Yeah. That's cool. And uh, actually, I think my favorite thing that spun off of that was yeah. the ghost, the real Ghostbusters cartoon. Oh, the cartoon? Yes. Yeah. So in there, they had the character Sam Hain, and he was, oh. he was a, like, he looked like Jack, the Pumpkin King. Huh. He had a pumpkin head with little creepy eyes and creepy little triangle mouth. Wow, I don't remember and, that. And uh, I 
think he had like a really thin body too. Huh. And he was like one of the big baddies on that ep- the show. Interesting. Yeah. I don't remember oh, that man. at all. Yeah, I liked it. We used to love that show. We had all the toys and stuff too. Oh, I'm jealous. I didn't have any toys. Oh, man. But yeah, I really liked that show. What about Hocus Pocus? Hocus Pocus is fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like that movie. It's it's a Halloween movie. It's not a horror movie, but it's a good Halloween movie. Actually, I think I just saw it like not that long ago. Like for the first time? Yeah, I think oh, wow. with you. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to think though the I think the horror movie that may have like made the biggest impact on me like as a teenager was uh-huh. probably Final Destination. Ooh. Remember Final Destination? Yes. Yeah. I remember that that one kind of like rode the line about like realism versus uh versus you know fakeness yeah because like the whole opening scene with the plane crash and stuff it was so realistic yeah but then the rest of the movie was just like this is ridiculous yeah yeah i I remember i i took several different groups of people to the theater to watch that again just so i could turn and watch them react to the part where (laughs) amanda detmer gets hit with a bus oh spoiler i mean the movie's like 17 years old at this point (laughs) well a movie that's not halloweeny but Day of the Dead inspired Coco is coming out soon. I'm really excited to Me see that. Me too. It looks awesome. Yeah, and w- why don't we talk about Day of the Dead, the Dia de los Muertos, in the next podcast? That's a good idea because I, I don't know how to do it. Yeah, I actually don't know much about it. Yeah, so sounds great. Cool. All right. Well, I guess we're wrapping it up for this week. Thanks Aww. so much, everybody, for listening and subscribing. Yeah, thank y'all. Uh, tweet at us and let us know what you think about the show. I'm at Silvis Design. I'm at T E K N O M C R. And we are at Mike Steve Cast. Music for our show is by Adi Goldstein and Dimitri Banoff from Pond 5. Pond 5. Are you going to do that every time? Yeah. Great. And thanks as always to our friend Chad Gonsamo for our little opening hit. Thanks, Chad. And thank you all so much for leaving reviews and ratings. Uh, if you all like the podcast, share it. We really appreciate it. And we love y'all thanks we do so until next week thanks everybody bye bye